the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 10 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello, sir. Oh, hi, Mike. Hey, you're interrupting me here. I'm studying the dirt sheets so I can uh, start winning at the dirt sheet shuffle. Yeah, you better. You better. You're uh, falling desperately behind. The dirt sheet <laughs> shuffle. Down to three and six, I believe. Uh Yes, yeah. we did the Dirt Sheet Shuffle uh, this past Monday on the NAI Network, so make sure to go back and listen to last Monday's podcast. A lot of fun things in Monday's podcast, Brian. <laughs> we heheard from Mike Mills, at uh, Mike504Saints on Twitter. He said, glad to see the language has gotten stronger on this week's episode. He said, hashtag, that'll put asses in seats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, took it in the gutter this week, apparently. Took it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about um, legends showering together. <laughs> we talked about um, Marty Gennetti's man junk. It's <laughs> ass men and uh, dick rubs. So we, we covered just about every angle. Uh, <laughs> or every position. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Yes, very much. Uh, so, yeah, make sure if uh, this kind of thing interests you. Put the kids to bed before you listen to this week's NAI Network version of the WPAN. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun this past Monday on the New Age Insiders Network. And, of course, subscribe there if you haven't already. But uh, the big update, Brian, that I have to give before we go any further oh is uh, on my black eye. We oh talked boy. about this also this past Monday. I was uh, in a bar fight on St. Patrick's Day, and <laughs> I, got a, I got a shiner. Uh, that's not quite the story. You can find out uh, on the NAI Network. Uh, get the uh, full story there. Um, but uh, my eye, it's its its not as purple anymore, Brian. It's its now a, a deep red, and it's starting to, uh, I guess, get back to normal. Oh, that's that's good. I won't look like a, a hooligan anymore. A Milsey hooligan? No, a, 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 a Tuxbury hooligan. <laughs> All right, Brian, uh, that is the update. Uh, just wanted to get that out there so everyone is aware. Oh, well, thank goodness. Uh, we were all worried. Thoughts and prayers, Michael. Thank you. So uh, beyond wrestling this past Sunday, Brian, how'd that go for you? Uh, I mean, it went great. Uh, well, I mean, we came up a little short in the uh, win column, but very exciting match against EYFBO, uh, I guess now better known as LAX. Um, 
A lot of initials in there. <laughs> yes. But me and AC Baby, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Uh, winning combination. Yes. Except uh, for call, the winning We're calling part. ourselves Triple uh, XL, Mike. That's what I hear. <laughs> yes. Or you're, uh, you're larger individuals is what you're getting at. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure of that. That's the whole deal. It's not the, we talked about this, it's not the Triple XL. Well, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit of both. That's like maybe uh, that's what we're going for. Yeah, I mean, we started uh, that direction with the podcast. Might as well uh, <laughs> do it with the <laughs> the pro wrestling too. Take it all away. Yeah, there you go. Hey, and I shared some news with you too. I will uh, soon be having us a store over on uh, whatamaneuver dot com or dot net it, dot net. Thank you. I, I thought I, I was unsure there for a second, uh, but yeah, uh, that'll be coming uh, coming soon with a new online exclusive uh, Kingpin T shirt. How about that? A, a kingpin T-shirt, you say? Well, you know me. It's a Brian Malone's T-shirt, but not not a wrestling podcast about nothing T-shirt. <laughs> no, Michael. This is uh, my own personal store. Well, what's going on here? I thought it was all for one, one for all. <laughs> well, when it comes to the podcast, yeah, definitely. When it comes to my pocketbook, well, <laughs> you got a pocketbook? <laughs> Perhaps my checking account is that better? Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. I might let you uh, plug that here. I mean, if you can get the if you can get the actual address right at some point, maybe we'll we'll plug it. Yeah, maybe if you actually go back in the business, Mike. Oh boy. Moving on here, WrestleMania fast approaching. How are you feeling about the whole WrestleMania thing as we uh, approach the home stretch here? It is a week from Sunday. Um, I may think pretty good. I think it's shaping up to be uh, a good WrestleMania. Um, I think more spectacle than will be uh, excellent matches i think at this point are you talking about like uh Lesnar spots Gold yeah lesnar goldberg the cena miz mixed tag uh shane mcmahon versus aj styles um i mean even the undertaker's match at this point i think is more of a spectacle than than anything that's what wrestlemania is it's it's about spectacle and um you know everything over the top crazy I, I don't quite see the match in there that's going to be vying for what we're going to be talking about kind of tonight. Uh, you know, I don't I don't quite see that, that matchup that could be like an all-time classic in there. Uh, Owens-Jericho? No? Oh, yeah, I guess Owens-Jericho could be. Uh, maybe. I, I guess it depends on their chemistry. I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about Jericho, AJ Styles from last year. Wasn't Wasn't one of my favorite matches of all time, so... Yeah, I mean that would probably be I guess the closest thing, maybe, right? Yeah, I, I that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, all right, we'll talk more about WrestleMania in just a second. That's actually uh, kind of our topic for the day. But uh, coming up, we'll have Merv Griffin time. That's the part of the podcast where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more superb snicker will be immortalized in our He Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, Brian, we expound on a different topic each week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And here are the results from this week. We had four topics, as always, and coming in last place, 3% of the vote was an NXT TV review. We talked a little bit on the Pipe Bomb. We were actually appeared on the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company last Friday on the NAI Network, if you want to go check that out. And the, one of the questions that was asked of us was the NXT announced team. And I was hoping maybe we could uh, 
you know, go watch an episode and kind of get a feel for what's going on in NXT these days. But uh, only 3% of the votes, so no. So I guess not, Brian. <laughs> I guess we'll be watching TakeOver as usual, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But uh, it still beat uh, last week the best promo about nothing of all time, which got 0%. So that's, it's got that going for it, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> third place, uh, 22%. A day in the life of a WWE extra. I thought this might be a good thing to kind of go through the entire day if you're uh, called on to be an extra talent for WWE. I thought it might be an interesting episode. Maybe we could do that at some point, but uh, definitely not tonight as it came in third place. Uh, 23%. Just uh, slightly above that is the best face-painted wrestler, which kind of came soaring uh, into second place at the end of this uh, poll kind of surprising to me that that came up so high but uh did not win the winning topic 52 percent of the vote more than half best wrestlemania main event and that's what we'll be talking about here today and randall keogh is very happy he says come on all fans vote for best wrestlemania main event want to hear the difference of opinion and yes randall keogh at randall keogh on twitter you get your wish it is the best WrestleMania main event we're going to talk about right here, right now. First of all, I guess we should say that by main event, we mean the last match on the show. That was the criteria for uh, what we're picking here tonight. I mean, even though that first uh, WrestleMania 25 undertaker Shawn Michaels match was amazing, it was not the main event of the show, so it could not be uh, selected here today. This is based purely on the last match on the WrestleMania card, the traditional main event. Well, I mean, my real vote, Mike, is, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan defeating Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9 for the... Oh, boy. <laughs> Jamie Jimikowski. <laughs> Past guest Jamie Jimikowski is uh, gritting his teeth right now. He just, he just spit out his coffee and he's not even drinking any? <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Prez. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a couple different ways I guess you could look at it. I mean, some of the ones, the, the kind of the first one that came to mind, I guess, just overall magnitude was Hogan versus Andre at WrestleMania 3. I mean, maybe the match quality not... Um, I don't know if the, the match quality of that, that, that match would quite hold up today, but just the magnitude and the spectacle that that was... Um, was something to even uh what are we 30 some 30 years later 31 years later still up there as one of the top main events if not the number one um as far as like um importance and magnitude and most memorable wrestlemania main events of all time what about uh wrestlemania 6 hulk hogan versus the ultimate warrior yeah i mean i think it's another one big you know first time they'd ran uh, well, I guess not in a stadium because WrestleMania 3 was in a stadium, but uh, first time out of the country, uh, yes. first time uh, double babyface. That one didn't really pop to my mind. Um, no? No, I think largely too because if you, you look at, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but what came out of that uh, was largely a failed title run for the Ultimate Warrior. So I, I don't know. It didn't really, um, didn't really jump out. Another one that jumped just out because, at me. Just because Hulk Hogan lost, right? <laughs> that's why i remember i i kind of uh buried my face into my couch when it happened but i can just imagine uh young kingpin was uh not too pleased there, there are tears flowing my friend <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry go on much like the seventy thousand in attendance i wasn't watching the warrior celebrate i was watching hulk hogan 
Oh boy. <laughs> um, another one that came to mind was WrestleMania 12, uh, the Iron Man match, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. There's some major differences of opinion on this one. The knock against the Iron Man match is that, you know, uh, don't pay attention to the last. It's kind of like a basketball game. You know, don't pay attention to the last five minutes uh, <laughs> because you know that it's going 60 minutes. And uh, some people just don't like that about Iron Man matches. And some people didn't like uh, this match. They thought it was uh, a little drawn out. But uh, it goes both ways. It dep- I guess it kind of depends on uh, what kind of a fan you are. You you really enjoyed this match? I did, yeah. And and just from, again, from, uh, I tend to like things that have historical context as well. I mean, um, the days of the 60-minute matches had kind of passed, long passed at that by that point. So for WWE to present, you know, the main event and tell people it's going 60 minutes was was something. It, it was also, I mean, just, the, again, the historical context of these two guys, knowing the history between them, I, I think there's something to that. Um, but do you want me to get to my choice here, Mike, or are you just looking for me to set this up here? What are you looking for out of me here? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. If you, if you want my pick, I, I got my pick ready to go. Let me give a, a one or two more of, of my okay. kind of runner-ups here. A big thing for WrestleMania, obviously, I mean, for any wrestling match really, is is emotion. And you think of a match like... Um, like Daniel Bryan's title win in the triple threat at WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista. Of course, earlier in the night, Daniel Bryan qualified by beating Triple H in the first match and went on to the main event. And, of course, the whole story with uh, Connor, the, the the young kid with um, with brain cancer. And he was in the front row, and Daniel Bryan wins the title and goes over and hugs him. as a very emotional thing, not even just for that, just the fact that you know, Daniel Bryan against all odds. He wasn't slotted. He wasn't put in this uh, position uh, by management. He was put in this position basically by the fans. The fans demanded it. And it was not so much like the, the best match I can think of in the world, but just the significance of the entire buildup, uh, the significance of the win. It just kind of, uh, when you when you think of emotion, when you think of storybook endings, which, uh, you know, a lot of WrestleMania is about that kind of uh, comes to the forefront for me. Uh, another one when it comes to emotion, but this is something that we've talked about before here on the podcast, Brian. Um, something that I've had a hard time reconciling. Another triple threat match at WrestleMania 20, which was uh, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus the man who shall not be named, uh, Chris Benoit. I remember a lot of emotion in this match. Of course, it's all been kind of dashed now with the the whole situation um but i remember chris benoit tapping triple h and you know you never thought triple h was gonna be one shocking you never thought triple h was gonna be one to tap out and never thought in a million years that would happen never thought in a million years benoit would win and then when uh you know eddie guerrero comes down to ringside and uh they embrace in the ring it was it was like i remember i was sitting in todd sinclair's living room uh with a bunch of guys watching this and I remember being a little choked up by this. Of course, <laughs> as I mentioned, it's all been destroyed by the horrible acts of, of Chris Benoit. But uh, I remember that being um, a really great WrestleMania moment. It's kind of, kind of uh, ironic, too, coming out of that, because you kind of had like these two guys who were widely considered uh, you know, wrestlers, wrestlers, two of the best actual workers and two of the best actual wrestlers of a generation. And the very next year, 
it was full on sports entertainment mode when the two champions walking out of WrestleMania 21, Cena and Batista. So, yeah, yeah, kind of exactly. funny there. <laughs> so, okay, what's your pick? What is your pick for the best WrestleMania main event ever? Uh, the, my, my pick, Mike, and ironically, it's it's probably not even. Uh, it's not. It's uh, well. It's not probably. It's not even the best WrestleMania match that these two fellas had against one another. But I think the best WrestleMania main event of all time, fairly recent, uh, at least at least for me, WrestleMania 26, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, uh, you prick! <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should have talked about this beforehand. <laughs> I had the exact same match, and I agree with you. That's not the best of their of their uh two meetings but yeah yeah it, it's funny the best wrestlemania uh, yeah exactly the best my, my favorite wrestlemania main event or the best what i consider the best wrestlemania main event the second best match that these two guys had at wrestlemania <laughs> uh and both of them are probably top five matches at wrestlemania all time um i mean these two guys obviously had just uh incredible um chemistry to have to go two years in a row and, and i think it was an impossible task to try to top wrestlemania 25 because watching that match i mean that's damn near a perfect i mean no match is ever perfect but wrestlemania 25 uh, michaels and undertaker might be about, about as close as you might get um, but this one for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, you talked about emotion, um, the emotion of this potentially being Shawn Michaels' uh, last match, which it ultimately was. And you look back again at some of the historical context, Shawn Michaels' last match, uh, maybe The Undertaker's last great match, or certainly his last great WrestleMania match, because I, I, I'm not a uh, huge fan of his matches against uh, Triple H. I don't think I'd put them in the great category. Uh, I mean, these two matches, um, and we're specifically talking about this one, just special, special matches. You know, I, I, I watched it back uh, today. Just uh, the, the, the closing sequence, just out, outstanding. The, just, again, the emotion. We're talking about, uh, you know, it, it's largely lost today, uh, I think. Um, one of the big things that kind of gets lost in uh, wrestling today is the emotion, I think. Um, the whole storytelling aspect i've i've heard wrestlers <laughs> in locker rooms making fun of um telling stories in the ring um, <laughs> you know which is it's so baffling um to me because um I it's moves brian it's moves it is and it isn't though <laughs> you know what i mean i mean just the emotion behind this match and and, and michael's getting up and crawling up the undertaker and looking him in the eye and uh you know giving him this you know slicing of the throat uh you know and then and then slapping him in the face and the undertaker giving him the jumping uh tombstone just just an incredible sequence but yeah, what an incredible match. I mean, and again, second best match between that the two of them had at WrestleMania, but uh, the standard is set so damn high for these two guys that uh, those are matches um, that will live on uh, forever and will, will hold up for generations to come, I think. Uh, some matches over time, you know, really lose something. They don't hold up, uh, you know, don't, don't stand the test of time, but this match does, uh, and in my pick, and obviously your pick as well, yeah. for, the, for the best WrestleMania main event of all time. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to Adam Cole on Stone Cold's podcast today, and it's funny, we're you know, obviously talking about emotion. It seems like things that 
aren't meant to happen, like uh, accidents that happen during a match kind of add this element that really heightens the emotion. Um, like Adam Cole talked about how he accidentally bled during a match and it really kind of almost jump-started his career, turned his career all around. And the WrestleMania 25 match where The Undertaker did the dive over the top and just practically landed right on top of his head. That just, uh, that I, I think it's that moment that makes that match just a little bit better than WrestleMania 26. Just the, the fact that, oh my God, he almost, did he die right then and there? Um, and then he comes back from that and, you know, finishes the match and it's a tremendous match. Just that those, those elements that can't be manufactured, that can't be choreographed, that can't be just created ahead of time, things that happen just, you know, naturally that just, uh, takes a match to a different place. And, uh, I know we're talking about WrestleMania 26, but the WrestleMania 25 match, that's what makes that a little, just a little bit better to me. But as you said, the, uh, the rematch, which was in its rightful spot in the main event at WrestleMania 26 between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, was another masterpiece. Uh, it was, I mean, it's like comparing two works of art. Um, you, you find things you like about one and not about the other, but they're still two amazing masterpieces. And uh, I agree with you. Uh, as I said, we should have talked about this beforehand, but no, I guess that's, <laughs> it's kind of appropriate. I, I guess actually that we came to a consensus about this is kind of uh, interesting that uh, we both went the same direction. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would probably share the same opinion, um, you know, with us. Uh, here's, here's, here's something off the cuff, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we need to stretch this out a little, <laughs> a little bit now that we've agreed. Okay. You brought up Adam Cole. Right in in your mind, Adam Cole, a guy that could someday maybe uh, be a subject of a potential best WrestleMania main event. Of course, that would uh, indicate that you think Adam Cole is capable of main eventing a, uh, a WrestleMania. What do you think? For a guy who is not thirty, he's twenty seven. He's still three years from thirty, and as he said on the podcast, hopes to be around another at least another ten fifteen years. I mean, he's uh, with the uh, the talent that. That he has, I think that he has every right to uh, aim for that main event, and there's every possibility that he could be there someday. But um, I know he's not under contract to Ring of Honor anymore, and rumors abound that he might end up with WWE. But uh, like I said, there's plenty of time for that to happen, and I think it could, but uh, not before Shinsuke Nakamura, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just curious because I, 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 I mean I happen to I mean you know maybe my current or maybe my uh, hopeful allegiances make me make me biased but I think yeah. I think Adam Cole is uh, is outstanding and uh, I mean you saw him firsthand in in uh, New York City but the crowd just he has a uh, aside from his wrestling ability I mean he he wouldn't be the Ring of Honor World Champion if he wasn't one hell of a wrestler I mean that's I think that goes without saying especially that company um, the guys that tend to be on top are they don't just tend to be character guys or whatnot they tend to be uh, a guy you could possibly consider the best wrestler in the world fair enough to to yes. say that Yes. Um, but just the connection he's able to make with you know with the crowd and the way they kind of they go crazy for the the Adam Cole baby like you know yeah. that the whole deal is uh, so he's a guy who can really make a connection with the crowd too. But again, I was just curious because I, I happen to think he is a guy who has a, has a really high ceiling and potentially could you know make make a hell of a name for himself in WWE and 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 in WrestleMania. 
Yeah, and we want to hear from the uh, fans, see what they think on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter is at the WPAN and it's Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Are you as surprised as I am that Brian did not pick The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin as the best <laughs> Mania main event of all time? I could that's, that's why my confidence was through the roof, Brian. <laughs> Where I let you go first. Which, which one did you think I was going to pick? 15 I, or 17? I, I, I don't know. Seventeen is is considered the better match, right? Yeah, that would have been. If, if you would have gone first and picked twenty six, that was my backup. WrestleMania X seven. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you think, folks? Let us know what's your favorite WrestleMania main event. What is the best Mania main event of all time? Let us know on Twitter at the WPAN or Facebook.com slash the WPAN, and you can also contact us. For Merv Griffin time. It is that time of the show right now. It is named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. And Brian, we are doing voicemails over on the NAI network, and they are pouring in. We've got a couple already for next Monday on the New Age Insiders Network. And we announced a contest. If you leave us the most interesting or entertaining voicemail before April 17th, you will win our new curtain jerker WPAN t-shirt. Courtesy of ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. So make sure you get those voicemails in for Monday, 401-584-9726. That is 401-584-WPAN. Leave a question, a rant, an insult, a song, an impression, anything you think we'd love, and get in on that free WPAN swag. And of course, remember you can purchase our t-shirt ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. And you can participate here on Merv Griffin Time using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. All right, let's see here. Last Thursday, people were talking about our episode on the worst entrance music of all time. A lot of feedback on that one, Brian. Uh, our buddy Steven at HHHGuy2004 said the winner, hands down, Spirit Squad. If that's not your pick, I'm ashamed to listen to this podcast. Wow. Civil Fandom. He is at Analyzer underscore 34. He said Blake and Murphy's music. Do you remember that? Like the electric like dance techno, music? Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> wasn't great. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a little old for that one, Brian. I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think uh, that might be a generational thing for us there because <laughs> I didn't like it either, but maybe some people did. Josh Plouffe. It's P-L-O-U-F-F-E. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, Josh. He is at Plex Tongue on Twitter. T.L. Hopper, he said for his worst music. Yeah, a lot of the ones that were just kind of sound effects or weird stuff um, what was teal hoppers i don't even remember this was the, i think it was like, like toilets flushing was like, like fart noises or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, also at the lord jalapeno said the right to censor theme which is just a basically an annoying siren going off the isaac yankum someone said at dragon eyes with a z he said the worst was isaac yankum uh yeah that, we mentioned that one that was just the dentist drill Tony S. At referee Tony S. American males at WCW sounded like a commercial for Saved by the Bell, the new class. <laughs> Tony, of course, a part of the Check in the Boots podcast. Make sure to check that out. And iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, him and Chip killing it over there every Sunday. So make sure to check them out. Uh, Lone Wolf Greg Myron. At Lone Wolf 
GAM. Thanks for checking in again. Greg, he says, took a long, hard look at the worst theme, and while American Males reaches the top, this takes the cake. Uh, I'll play this right now for you, Brian. All right. <laughs> oh, I like that, Mike. <laughs> You're a big fan of the pre-mode <laughs> song? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there you go, Greg. Uh, the Kingpin is all for the Brie Bella theme song. It's on my, uh, my playlist. It is. Yeah, oh yeah. For, for the gym? Keeps me going on the treadmill. Does it? <laughs> All right, finally, Steven, once again, he says, this is uh, regarding last week's new member of the Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. He says he's doing it all day while he's spending his days working hard on the go and the hands on the cock keep spraining too slow. <laughs> Double J. That's, an, that's another podcast that does that impersonation, yes. Mike. That is... Uh, <laughs> The latest member of the Heal Claff Hall of Fame. We got another one coming up in just a minute. Uh, we got some feedback from our appearance on the Pipe Bomb, Brian. They talked about Wiz Khalifa, and I really had no idea who uh, Wiz Khalifa was besides that he was a guy named Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> and uh, Alex Rodriguez, thanks for checking in, uh, A Rod, while uh, in between, uh, you know, banging Jennifer Lopez. Uh, <laughs> he is at A Rod 0034. He says, Wiz Khalifa is the goat. He did a song with John Cena, too. Hmm. You don't, you don't have the John Cena rap album, Mike? I, I, I do not. I do not. You have that one? That keeps you going on the treadmill? Oh, I got it on, uh, got it on Apple Music. Got a playlist, oh, you, go. you know? That's uh, something. <laughs> that's quite an admission there, Brian. <laughs> King Ajar, at King Ajar on Twitter. A big uh, pipe bomb guy. He says, great episode this week. Brian Malona says, risen in my power rankings because he trained the boss. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good wrestler myself. <laughs> well, that's, that's not your claim to fame, Brian. You should know that by now. <laughs> Training her isn't my claim to fame either. No, it's not? Okay. <laughs> Questions, Brian. Uh, the game is back. The game, Rubber 8, is at... Rubber R. Realmsy on the tweeter. And he says, the game has worked the both of you. But in all seriousness, would you consider NXT slash WWE and any role at the best opportunity? Brian, would you consider going to NXT? (laughs) (laughs) That's a loaded question right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think anybody in, in wrestling... Uh, would consider an offer from... I, I mean, he, he'd say consider, not go, right? Right. Yeah, of course I would consider. <laughs> All right. And I, I, I would not. I'm out of the, uh, I'm out of the business. You're I'm too old. The, you're out of the business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Space Aladdin on Twitter. He is at Main Event Swerve. And he asked this on Twitter... I should do work, but I have a burning question for at the WPAN. 
What is your favorite Seinfeld episode ever? No, well, we talk about it. We talk about it every BDA <laughs> bonus episode for me. All right, it is Merv Griffin. I gotcha. And uh, I think uh, the marine biologist. I think it's just a perfect uh, ending to an episode. It just wraps up every storyline that's going on <laughs> the entire show, and I really enjoy that one. Hole in one. And uh, last question here, Brian, from Brad Hollister, at B underscore Rad Hollister. He laugh Hall of Famer himself, Big Bacon. He says, Brian Malonis, are you a wrestler? <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned this the, last week. Yeah. yeah, we told the story of the young punk out in Western Mass. Who uh, wanted a picture with your protege, Davey Yen. But uh, well, I hit that. Then that's fine. I I I, I get that. The the kid, uh, you know, probably doesn't get a lot of dates on Saturday nights, so that's the closest thing he's had to one. So I get that. But uh, to ask me if I'm even a wrestler, I don't know. Oh boy. Okay. Maybe 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 he was deranged. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Okay. Uh, some uh, stuff from Monday, Brian. Wrapping this uh, wrapping this up here. Uh, Lance Catamaran. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's actually at JoeyG277 on Twitter. He said, this dirt cheat shuffle makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I said, now you know how I feel all the time. <laughs> I haven't made you feel uncomfortable in a long time since we had some controversy. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven's back once again asking the Bernie question, Brian, that you still have not answered, Brian. He's been hounding you to answer this question for him. He says, would you shower with Bob Orton and Kamala now, being older and been in the business for a few years? Uh, no, I'd walk I'd walk right away. It was such an awkward scene of I don't know. I, I would have done this I would do the very same thing today that I did that I did then. I'd do a complete one eighty and just get myself out of Dodge. And that had nothing to do with being intimidated by those guys. That was just it just didn't. <laughs> I was like, you know what? There's not enough room in there for me. <laughs> you too turned on. If I was, Mike, what was wrong? What's wrong with that? I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Chip K. Fabe at Chip K. C. T. B. Of course, uh, Tony's tag team partner on the Check the Boots podcast. He says, "Sounds like Croc Socks had a bit of a chip moment, huh? Those damn bungee cords." Uh, yeah, get the full story. <laughs> On this past Monday's NAI Network episode, Mike Doherty at Mike Diesel fifty seven, he says, "Rocking and rolling, fucking and groaning." <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> he says he burst out laughing while listening in the gym. Everyone thinks I'm insane now. Uh, yeah, it, was, it got a little graphic during the uh, dirt sheet shuffle this week. Made people uncomfortable. Yes. Made people laugh. Made them cry. Apparently, uh, of course, my uh, my aunt reached out uh, this week about like. Asking me how to, uh, you know, listen to the podcast, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, of course, now, this is the one that you want to <laughs> want to listen to." Oh boy! So uh, she she might be dead after listening to <laughs> to you saying that line. I'll keep an eye out for her <laughs> feedback for next week, Brian. <laughs> John Morse, our good friend, my best friend at J O N S U P R M N. He says, just got tickets to see Cody Rhodes at Chaotic Wrestling in Woburn. Crocsox better be there. Make it happen, Brian Malonis. Well, uh, you know, um 
Give me uh, your wife's phone number, and I'll I'll ask her if it's okay if you go. What, what are you What are you trying to get at there, Brian? <laughs> well, she needs to give you permission. No, she does not. <laughs> no, she does not. So say you. Exactly. So say me. <laughs> well, I couldn't be there at Cold Fury. I'm probably not going to be there in Woburn, John Morris. We will meet up at some point in the future. I as always. Thank you for your support, and thank you to everyone who's a part of River of Crimson Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we'll be getting the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. Yeah, all the promotional uh, getting the word out about this podcast all falls on me. Exactly. All right, Brian. (laughs) On this BDA bonus podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people you're up to no good is through laughter. I hearken back to the immortal words of one Tarzan Taylor. All it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. Now, with that said, Brian, I humbly submit this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Research being done at the Heart Foundation. Well, before we get into any other topics, just exactly, Anvil, what kind of research are you involved in at the Heart Foundation? Well, I'll tell you something, Ivy League. At the Foundation, Jimmy Hart has set aside many, many rooms for many, many different purposes. We got a high flying room so the Heart Foundation can keep up with all the high flyers. We got a weight room. We have one heck of a secretary who's very, very efficient. And we got a psychiatrist who analyzes and comes up with what's with, in the minds of our opponents. So we have a we have an advantage all the time. Because we know what they're thinking before they think it. Well speaking of your opponents, I would imagine foremost on your mind, Anvil, and of course, Brett the Hitmans would be the tag team champions you of know, British Bulldogs. Me, you're always asking us questions. Always asking us questions. Well, well, let me ask you a question, all right? Be my guest. What exactly is a female dog? That's not what Brett Wells is. It's called a bitch, is the term. <laughs> <laughs> a what? Call it, the terminology is a bitch. It's a female dog. That's the bulldog's new manager. It's bad enough. It's bad enough that you gotta take orders from a dog, <laughs> but you gotta take orders from a bitch. <laughs> Boy, they're really using their brains, aren't they? They should have a foundation of their own. Does <laughs> she got a little tiny belt she wears around too? <laughs> Gorilla, what can I say? We'll be back with more great primetime action right after this. What a week, Brian. What a week for the Anvil. Jim Neidhart. First, he's a subject of our promo about nothing on Monday. And now here he and the hitman Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation, are the next members of our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. Well, uh, I'll tell you, one thing that sticks out right away is... Bret Hart was never a master on the mic, but holy crap, did he come a long way from, from <laughs> this point. Good Lord. But yeah, the anvil. How about that? Is this the first time somebody's appeared on uh, the promo about nothing and, and been inducted into the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame in the same week? On oh, the same week, definitely, yes. How about that? Yeah, the anvil, I think one of the... Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I think he's a first ballot type uh, Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. 
I mean, known for known for his laugh and known for his goatee, which I uh, uh, mimicked for many years of, of of my career. Yes. But what what is what is what do you call a female dog, Mike? Um, I, well, I think the terminology, Brian, is bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what a great! I'm surprised at this era they let that get out there. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess it was on primetime wrestling. So it was on cable. So maybe they uh, had a little more leeway there. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're at a, you're at a loss for words. You're, you <laughs> you talked about rock and roll and fucking and groaning, but the, somebody says the word bitch, and you're all uh, <laughs> you're all flabbergasted and can't speak. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it took me aback. the 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 significance of the Anvil being in the He Laugh Hall of Fame while also having a great promo about nothing this week it kind of uh, it makes you take pause, Brian. You're all choked up about it. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> all right, to check out this Hall of Fame inductee in all their glory, find a link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, Brian, we're wrapping this up. You are packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling thing. Where are you headed this week? I am heading Friday night to the world-famous PAL Hall in Fall River, Massachusetts for Top Rope Promotions, uh, taking on an old-timer, I guess, uh, Pat Garrett. Uh, we ho- we uh, hooked up in the uh, Spindle City Rumble a few months back, and I whooped his ass, and uh, I'm going to whoop his ass again. He's going to wish he stayed into. Uh, he's going to wish he stayed in retirement. All right, Friday night. Fall River, Massachusetts, PAL Hall, Top Row Promotions, brownpapertickets.com. Uh, be there or be square, Michael. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you want to book the kingpin, don't be square. Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Yeah, get me out of the house Saturday night, too. and for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out bd radio's mma podcast a man walks into an arm bar with chad alden and paul st Ammon jr head on over to your home for mma and wrestling talk that of course is bdaradio.com okay buddies we'll be back next monday with episode 49 of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the new age insiders network then catch us back here in one week for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.